Hey there, this is Chris Horn. I'm a proud part of the Redeemer family. I work with college students at Wake Forest through the ministry of RUF, and I'm really grateful to be part of this community with you. Now, you're probably listening to this because you're getting ready for a small group, like a real-life group, but you may just be listening to it on your own, and that's great. What we're going to be talking about on these next few episodes is the Bible. We're going to be talking about Scripture, and what I want us to be exploring together is that Scripture is an encounter with God, and it's an encounter with a God who is alive, who is present, Um, that God is the one who meets us in his word. So um, often we have been taught to approach Scripture as something that we interpret, that we master, that is sort of like a natural resource that is just waiting with untapped potential for us to come and act on it. But what I want us to do is to invert that thought and to begin to explore Scripture as a means by which God masters us, by which God interprets us, and that we are the respondents to God's action. So I'll um, share a little bit with you from some different parts of Scripture in these next couple of episodes, and then you'll have some opportunity to have some practices um, to sort of put yourself as the recipient and not as the active agent in Scripture. So um, think about it like this. Um, You may have been out to the beach and you've seen a red flag flying on the beach, which means that you're, that there's a riptide and you may be a strong swimmer uh, or you may think that the riptide won't happen to you. But my friends, we do not happen to the ocean. The ocean happens to us. Um, We are not the ones that um, determine what happens once we get into that ocean. And in a similar way, we do not happen to scripture. Scripture happens to us because God is alive. And so um, to begin that exploration, I want to read a section from the Gospel of Luke, which is a uh, this firsthand account of um, Jesus's life and ministry. This is in chapter 24. I actually want to ask you to not open up a Bible, um, but to wherever you are, just to simply receive the word. Um, You may be sitting, you may be driving. But to just take on the the posture of receiving a gift. After all, this is how God's people always received the word until very recently. They just heard it. So this is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24. This is right after the resurrection, right after Jesus was raised from the dead. um, The very same day, actually. That very day, two of them, two of his disciples, were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. So these two disciples of Jesus are walking along a dirt road, seven miles from the city of Jerusalem to a village called Emmaus. And they're talking about Jesus's trial and his death, his crucifixion. And while they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And Jesus said to them, 
what is this conversation that you're holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them named Cleopas answered him, "Uh, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? Because after all, it was a big deal. And Jesus said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and beside all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And Jesus said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. They acted as if he acted as if he were going farther, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. You don't want to be walking along out there at night. So he went in to stay with them. And when he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them, and their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem at night. And they found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told them what happened on the road. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, um, I have uh, had the joy of watching my daughters interact with princesses at Disney World. Um, Disney is full of encounters, and it's really fun for little kids to encounter the characters. And what's really fun is when um, you see a little girl, especially, that's wearing a princess dress, and she has the chance to encounter the princess whose dress she's wearing. Because what happens is that that princess will stoop down to that little girl and she will say, oh, I love your dress. And that, my friends, is an encounter with a princess's love. And it will change you. Um, Scripture is an encounter with God's love. And I think that's what Jesus is showing us. what the reason why Luke writes this down about this interaction that Jesus had, everything that Jesus does in this passage reveals that he is a person who loves deeply. Um, I love that these two people are walking and they meet this guy and they don't know who he is, but they're amazed that he doesn't know what happened with Jesus. And they're like, how do you not know? And they think that they are about to teach this person something They're allowing 
Jesus. They don't know it's Jesus, but they're allowing him to encounter them because they are the ones that know. They are the ones who are active. And what I love is that Jesus, who clearly knows, you know, like, He's the person who was just raised from the dead that morning. He's the person who had been betrayed and beaten and crucified and all that. He definitely doesn't need to ask. I mean, he doesn't even need to walk, I guess. But this person who is God, who claims to be God, who just showed that that claim is legit by being raised from the dead, he says to them, what things? (laughs) Like, they're like, how do you not know these things? And he's like, what things? How curious must Jesus have been to want to hear what they would say? I don't get the sense that this is a, that this is a test. He really wants to know. He wants to hear what they would say. Um, if you've ever had a little kid in your life and you know that they pronounce words in a really cute way. And so sometimes it's fun to just ask them to say, say giraffe. So that they'll say, but giraffe. And it's because you're delighting in them. You're not making fun of them. You are enjoying where they are in their childlikeness. And these guys are all confused about what's going on with Jesus. And they think that they're going to teach this person something. And Jesus is standing right there listening to them. And so when the Bible presents Jesus, it presents him as God come out of the spiritual realm into the human physical world and interacting with us. And whenever Jesus says or does something, he's showing us God. And here he's showing that he is so curious about people. And then Jesus basically responds and says, look, you guys still aren't getting it. And he starts to talk to them about the Old Testament. Luke says that he beginning with the the prophets. Um, what does he say? Beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. He starts telling Bible stories and helping them see how they're actually about Jesus. Now look, these guys, they think that they know, but they don't know. They think that they see, but they don't see. And God is standing with them But what God does, what Jesus does to them, is he begins to show them. He is the one who is active in the word. He's the one that reveals himself to them. He's the active agent and they are the recipients. Because Jesus already loves them, already sees them, already knows them. And he has already lived, died, and been raised to rescue them from death. And they had no idea. Uh, later, after Jesus comes to dinner, they realize, like, surprise, it's Jesus. And th- this is the, the, the thing that always lands with me, and we'll, we'll sort of come to a landing on this. Jesus, they, they realize, it says somehow that their eyes are open. They realize that it's Jesus. It's been Jesus this whole time. And then he disappears, like he goes up in a puff of smoke. And what is it that they, that they are marveling about? That someone just disappeared, or that was Jesus the whole time? No. It says, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And I wonder if, has your heart ever burned after you met someone? 
did something inside of you like sort of catch fire and made you sort of drawn to that person? When when a princess told my daughter how beautiful her dress was, uh, my heart burned, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure hers did too. And another word for that is simply falling in love. Jesus opened to them the scripture. They were the recipients. He was the person that was active. And the result was that he that they fell in love with him. Um, they realized that he loved them. When you encounter God's love in scripture, what he invites us into is to fall in love with him. Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was a pastor in Germany during the um, time of the Nazis and gave his life um, for the gospel against the Nazis, uh, he wrote that Christ did not come into the world that we might understand him, but that we might cling to him. Um, y'all, scripture is not a, a rule book, even though it has rules in it. It's not a guide for life, even though obviously, I mean, it, it can guide your life into some beautiful and challenging places. Scripture isn't um, mythology, even though it's full of the fantastical and magical, like the rest, I mean, like the story we just read. It's not a history book, although this stuff really happened. It's not a wisdom book, um, although it can make you wise. It's not even a book of religion. What scripture is, is it is in itself an encounter with God. And God is love. Look it up. That's in the Bible. Um, and this is an encounter with God that it, God is very happy about, that he's pleased to do, that he's delighted in, that he's curious about what we think, and he invites us to feel our hearts burn. Because he's not hiding in the darkness and only some people find him. But God wants you to know him. And so this time um, uh, is simply to to reflect on that together. And now you'll have a time um, in your group to begin to put yourself in the place that these disciples did. Um, to put yourself into a place of receiving together from God um, and to have an encounter with God and his love. Um, so the Lord bless you as you go into this time of sitting under the word. Um, may he encounter you and you encounter him deeply um, because he loves you.